This is my This is my comeback story. This is Trey Lewis with Good Landing Recovery, and you're listening to the Comeback. It's sometime in 2005 or 2006. I'm stationed at Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. I had just recently been converted to Christianity, and I'm in the shower praying, worshiping something, and the Lord speaks to me and says, give away your car. And I I felt the presence of the Lord. I was weeping. I was crying. And um, just because I knew it was his compassion to, to, to give my vehicle away to this particular person that he was asking me to give it away to. And, but, but it was such a huge sacrifice. I mean, I was making a, a, a E3 uh, salary, which if you know anything about enlisted, low-ranking enlisted military uh, salary, it is nothing to write home about. And I've got this vehicle that was given to me by my father. Um, it had a Kelly Blue Book value of around $5,000. And and so it was, number one, I kind of looked at it like, you know, is this thing even really mine? I mean, it was, but legally. And, and then also of you know, the value of a, of a vehicle that was paid for um, to a young airman that, you know, really couldn't afford much of a car payment. I, I was just thinking, you know, th- this this is huge. And so I battled with the Lord for almost a year before I finally did it. And it was this passage right here that caused me so much turmoil. Mark ten seventeen reads, Now, as he was going, talking about Jesus, was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Now, that is a a very popular question. And by the way, this is the the parable of the rich young ruler. Um, Some of you are familiar with it. Some of you are not, and we'll get into it. But he starts off, so you can just see this wealthy young ruler um, and, you know, I, I just kind of picture this guy who's successful in business and, you know, has great wealth. But in the middle of that, he's unsatisfied or he's just come to a place in his life where he starts to realize that one day all of this is going to come to an end. And while I've got the, the money and I've got the houses and I've got the cars and I've got the employees and I've got the support and I've got all this stuff that everybody would say, man, you have been extremely successful on this side of heaven. One day this is going to come to an end and I want to make sure that I've secured eternal life. Can I buy it? You know, is there some type of ritual? Is there some type of religious you know, activity that I can do to make sure that this that, that that I've got eternal life. So I better go to this dynamic spiritual rebel who's flipping the world upside down with the with with his teachings. Let me go to him and ask him. And so you have to realize here he's not talking to some preacher. You know, he's not talking to you know Captain Spiritual. You know, that gets up an hour early and gets in the Word. Like he's talking to God in the flesh. Listen to the exchange. So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? You know, realizing that nobody's good but God. No one is good but one, and that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. So Jesus immediately jumping into the law. What do we know about the law? The law is a tutor unto salvation. The law is there to show us that we do not have what it takes. 
I mean, right now, as you listen to this, and I'll just go back to my man, Kirk Cameron and Ray Comfort, you know, how many of you have told a lie? Exactly. All of us. Anybody that's underneath the sound of my voice right now listening to this podcast, even though it's recorded, you're listening to a recording, you know that you've told a lie. Even if it's a small white lie, you've told a lie. Have you ever stolen anything? Yes, you have. Even if it was accidentally the little pin from the bank or whatever, you've stolen something. What does that make you? Yep, don't spin it. It makes you a thief, okay? Have you ever looked upon the opposite sex with lust? Yes, you have. I know you have. And so Jesus looks on the heart and says, you know, if you've lusted upon the opposite sex, then you're guilty of committing adultery. Have you ever hated somebody? Yes, you have. You're guilty of murder. I mean, it, it, it is all originating at the issues of the heart. And so just by going through those four commandments right there by your own admission, you know, you can't put lipstick on this pig. What you just said by agreeing to that, and I know that you have to agree to it unless you're lying, that you're a lying, thieving, adulterous murderer. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a big deal. And so we're all trying to get to heaven. We all want to be in heaven. Hopefully you don't want to be in hell. You want to be in heaven. And you just said you're lying, thieving, adulterous murder. So if you get into heaven in that condition, heaven's no longer heaven, right? Heaven becomes bankhead. Heaven becomes the hood. Heaven becomes some awful place that's no different than earth. And there shouldn't be any reason that everybody's striving to get there. So Jesus is, is, is uses the law or the law is a tutor to show us that we definitely need a, a savior and we need to be transformed from the inside out. There needs to be an exchange. You can't you know, modify behaviors to be able to get there. You got to be transformed from the inside out. So Jesus starts to take him down this road using the law. And so the rich young ruler answered and said to him, teacher, all these things I've kept from my youth. Okay, big dog. No, you haven't. (laughs) All right. That's Jesus didn't say that. That's me. 21 says, then Jesus looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack Go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. Jesus says, you want to go down that road? You've kept all these commandments? Then fine. I'm going to go ahead and show you, and I'm going to put my finger on the thing that has you prisoner, and that is your money. And he's putting his finger on it. As you listen to this today, maybe your thing isn't money. Maybe it's lust. Maybe it's deception. Maybe it is yourself. Whatever it might be that we want Holy Spirit to put his finger on that thing that is keeping you separated from him. And I want you to understand too, because I mean, sometimes I can sound a little cynical or I come off a little rough. Jesus, I mean, look at this right here in 21. Then Jesus, looking at him, looking at this rich young ruler, he loved him. Like, don't ever forget that. Even though it's a hard message, even though there are truths in here that just they're thinking, oh God, that is that is hard. Jesus looking and loving you. And even as you hear this today, him putting his finger on that thing in your life, whatever it is, he's loving you and saying, I'm doing this not to condemn you, not because I want you to feel like you're the scum of the earth, because I love you. And I am willing to put my finger on that thing to make sure that you deal with it so that you will get rid of it and you can come fully to me so that you can have the benefits of a wholehearted commitment 
to a life that is sold out to Jesus. That's what it's all about. That's where purpose comes from. That's where significance comes from. We we hold on to these lies of saying that, you know what, I, I, I've, got, I've got to fight for myself. I've got to make sure that I, I posture in such a way. I mean, I'll take a little bit of Jesus, but I really want it to be all about me and self-promotion and all these things like that. And he said, man, lose yourself in that, and then you will find true peace, true significance, and true joy. And, and we have to battle against that. I have to battle against that in my own life. It is, it is difficult. It is very difficult. You know, and then obviously, you know, what's so sad is, is Jesus says this to him, and, you know, and gives him and just says, hey, th- this is the thing in front of you. And, it, and talking about the rich young ruler again, but he was sad at, his, at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. You know, he had so much and he just thought of the cost of that of saying, man, there's just, there's just no way. And what's so silly about that is, is that he's holding on to something and this short internship for heaven that we call life that's going to last, you know, 70, you know, to a hundred-ish years tops, maxed out, you know, but typically average lifespan, I believe, of a male is like 72, of a female, 77. And here this rich young ruler is holding on to these things that cannot save him. And he's going to find in the middle of it, like we've seen with so many people, right? It's the, it's the Super Bowl quarterback that, that, win, that wins the Super Bowl at the pinnacle of his career, goes back to his hotel room and thinks, is this it? You know, is this all there is to it? It's the astronaut of thinking like, gosh, I just reached the, the, the height and have done what hardly anybody else has ever done, and I just feel so in, insignificant. It's the valedictorian, the, the, the recent thing that I've, that I've seen all over social media that talks about everything that he gave up to become top of his class, and that, you know, right after, you know, 15 minutes he enjoyed it, but, but then the, 16, the 16th minute comes, and he's thinking, I just sacrificed all these relationships to get this thing, and it fulfilled me literally for 15 minutes. And we've got to have perspective on that, that we've got to live in light of that day, that one day that we're going to stand face to face with Jesus. And it doesn't mean that we aren't smart in business. It doesn't mean that we don't save and that we are wise and we leave an inheritance for our children, all that. This specific person right here, he's saying, money is your idol, and I'm going to put my finger on it, right? Because it's not always just give away. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching on the Good Samaritan this Friday, and it's the same question kicks off the parable of the Good Samaritan. You know, teacher, what, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And he takes him down a completely different road about loving your neighbor. You know, lo- loving when it, it doesn't make sense, when nobody else, when religion, all those other things, right? That one becomes all, all about love. It's a completely different answer, putting his finger on a different area, dealing, you know, with this religious spirit that cannot save. And so I want you guys to be encouraged. I want you to allow God's word to, to, to not entertain you on this podcast, but that you would listen and that the Holy Spirit is now putting his finger on that thing and saying, hey, this is the issue that we've got to deal with. We've got to deal with the money. We've got to deal with the lust. We've got to deal with the pride. We've got to deal with, with all these things that, without, that, that, that hinder us from, from being in right relationship with Jesus and then also understanding that we can never do it. You know, I was listening to this pastor the other day talking about this, and he just said it's, it's like, you know, saying, you know, how, how do you, you know, what, what can you do to inherit eternal life? Nothing. There's nothing that you, you, you I mean, let, let me back up. You, you must be perfect. 
That, that's what it would be because you know, if you are going to do it, if you are going to inherit and if you're going to attain it on your own, then you must be perfect. It's like Usain Bolt, Usain Bolt, that the fastest man in the whole world, it's like saying you've got to be fast. You know, Bolt is, is not fast enough. Like you've got to be perfect and that's obviously impossible, which points us back to the fact that we need a Savior. We desperately need a Savior. Jesus, come and do what only you can do and transform me from the inside out. Guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to serve you. If you or someone in your family is struggling with addiction, please give us a call. It's 770-570-7422.